are listening to URN, and this is EFL at URN. It's Tuesday, a bit weird for us. Normally we're on a Friday, but uh, we've taken this opportunity and just jumped in. Uh, obviously, I'm one of your co-hosts, Harry Waring, and I'm joined by the delightful Luke Green. How are we? Uh, stressed at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, Talk me through why. I've got a presentation in about three, four hours, and my presentation partner is at home. So, I mean, it's, it's going really well at the moment. I can I can see why that would be a stressful stressful yeah. moment. Meant to do it last week too, but he was also ill. So, I mean, ooh, ooh. someone don't want to do it. That's heavy, that. That's heavy. Um, right. Oh, I feel sorry for you. That's, that's right, I feel bad. Uh, right, this is a bit different. Normally we do a podcast and a weekly show on a Friday, as mentioned, but we're going to do a podcast live today. Uh, and basically we're going to run through the results of the English Football League on League 2, League 1 and Championship uh, from last weekend. Not Championship, because it was an international break, that's my bad. Uh, but we'll try and give you an update, talk a few through teams. Uh, and yes, yeah, so we're going to dive in with League 2 as we usually do. And we're going to start, we always look for goals, don't we, Luke? We always look for the highest scoring goals, team, game, whatever. Uh, and that was Stevenage 1, Salford 3. Uh, a lot of action came right at the very end in this game. Salford scored in the 65th minute through Milan. Picked up another one with Hendry. Uh, and then two goals for either team. Stevenage's goal in the 90th minute from Norris and uh, Salford's in the 90th minute from Smith. Uh, Stevenage in the league table, their third uh, they've just been overtaken by Northampton, but they do have a game in hand on them. But the gap between them and the playoffs, so they're in third automatics, fourth playoffs, but it's Carlisle, there's only a point now and there. And Salford are trying to cement themselves in that playoff position down in sixth. Luke, big surprise, or do you see this coming? Uh, you can probably see this coming, judging on the, the form before this game. I think Steven Edge's form has taken a really nosedive since uh, February and Salford have continued to be pretty consistent, which we don't really say about this Salford team often enough, really, because the last few years they've been hovering around the playoff position and not quite getting there. Uh, but this year it looks like it's on for them at the moment and, well, probably be expected with the budget that they are. Yeah, yeah. If you're just going to look around the teams in the playoffs, because it is starting to get very, very close between the, the top three uh, four in the playoffs and then also you look at that just outside you've got Mansfield and Sutton there any any teams that you think you know could be within a shout now getting in that top three because as I said a minute ago you've got Carlisle just a point off Stevenage you've got Stockport you know they're, 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 they're a few points away they're four points off Stevenage but the run of form recently could suggest that maybe they could find themselves in the top three yeah I think the, the favourite for third place at the moment is probably Carlisle because they've had a much better run of form than Stevenage at the moment. Stevenage, again, have been dropping points left, right and centre since mm. February after that uh, amazing win against Aston Villa in the FA Cup. So uh, I'd put my money on Carlisle sneaking in there um, as Northampton have done really well as well. And Leighton Orient are just too far ahead of everybody else at the moment to really be bothered about dropping out of the automatics. Um, it's In this match, anyway, it's um, important to know that Elliot Watt He's now got 15 assists. 15. Um, exactly, yeah. And he's the only person, well, the first person in the 92 to get 15 assists th- uh, this season, which is which is quite an achievement. Yeah, we, we've spoken about him a lot. Obviously, they picked him up from Bradford at the start of the year, but he's been phenomenal for them. Really, really has. Uh, and as you said there, 15 assists. It's just, it's just getting silly now. Um, for me, I think he's championship next. I don't think, I think he's... Proven himself enough to not even have to have a go in League One. Do you agree, or do you think? 
Yeah, maybe top end League One because there's obviously a massive gap uh, between League Two and Championship. I know, but I just, I just think. I mean, he's definitely going to be. I, don't, I think he might even be in Premier League uh, at one point in his career because mm. he's only 23 at the moment. Yeah. So he's got a lot of growth in him, which is uh, amazing, really. Um, and he's probably the main man of, of why uh, Salford are in fifth at the moment. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Salford would want to keep hold of him. Over the summer, but I don't, I don't think they will. Even if they, even if they go up, I, th- I think he goes to a top end League One team like, like Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, <laughs> are you okay there? Um, I think you know you're looking at the likes of Salford there. Sorry, just he's played 40 t- 42 games for him, forty two yeah. games, and he signed in June, summer. How yeah, is he? he how, must have must have played every game for them. That, yeah, that's how crucially he can present. be. It's it's ridiculous. Um, looking at Stevenage's fixtures, we will preview these on Friday, obviously, but. Yeah, there's just one game which I need to point out during the Easter period and that is Northampton their next game is Northampton mm-hmm. uh, this is a massive game as probably just mentioned a minute ago as you can tell there's two points between Stevenage and Northampton uh, Stevenage do have a game in hand but you know if Northampton win that's, that, that goes to five points and if they don't you know it's very even level and maybe you could see a Carlisle or something popping up ahead of them any any excitement for this game or well, the, the next week. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a massive game for the, the automatic positions. Uh, yeah, again, if Salford win, they look for the automatic p- uh, places, and probably Carlisle will probably sneak into the automatic p- uh, places if um, Salford win too. Um, but as as we're going to go on to uh, the Gillingham Carlisle game, yeah, uh, it's a massive result for Gillingham against Carlisle, and uh, really unexpected. I'll, you'd probably say, judged on league position at the moment, it's a little expected. Uh, Result for Gillingham one nil against Carlisle, and I think it was the ninety fifth minute winner. Uh, but on current form, Gillingham should really be in the playoffs. Uh, if you if you take the last like ten fifteen games, they're probably like fifth or sixth, um, which is an incredible turnaround for when they only scored six or seven goals um, until January when they got reinforcements in. Yeah, so we'll go into this match. Obviously, uh, what did you think about Gillingham one Carlisle nil? It's it, yeah, like you said there. You're looking at the league table. It's a game that does stand out. But then again, the amount of investment Gillingham did put in during winter. You know, new owners coming in, the likes of Tom Nichols coming in from Crawley, Ollie Hawkins from Mansfield. You know, we've spoken a bit about them a lot in recent episodes. But yeah, it, it is it is very impressive for them to get this result against a team like Carlisle, who we just said who are high-flying at the moment. If you're looking at Carlisle's last five, they've drawn 2-1-3 before this game. You know, that, that's pretty good form. You're looking at promotion form there. Uh, whilst Gillingham, a bit more flaky, looking at two draws, two wins and a loss. But, you know, it, the star man at the moment, who in, well, sorry, in this game, was Sean Williams, 36. Obviously, many people know him mainly. He played a bit for Ireland. And if you do know him, it's because he was at Millwall for many many years I think he made nearly 300 appearances for them uh, back in the day but you know he's a great player he played centre back centre mid you know, he's, he's come up with a few important goals this year uh, Carlisle other hand I think they'll be a bit upset that they lost this one uh, as I said they're the form that they're on you know you're looking at a team of Gillingham and you're thinking right we need to win this we're in the promotion battle we should be winning this uh, you're looking at their team you know they've, they've got Garner up top obviously famous again for that promotion with Preston in 2014-15 I want to say so I think I think this is a game that could have gone either way just because of how well Gillingham have been doing but I think Carlo will be really upset with that one 
Yeah, it's a big missed opportunity for Carlisle, who could have cemented like second place in the in the league. Mm. Important to note as well, Aidan O'Brien opened it as a count on yeah. Tuesday night, uh, which is very good for us. It means that they probably want to keep him now, please. Buy, buy him off for you. Uh, if we just put look at Gillingham in the table, they are now up to 16th. Um, at the start of the year, there was a... Oh, sorry, the start of the calendar year, this year, mm-hmm. in January, there was a bet on, I think it was <coughs> 500 to 1 for them to get promoted. They are climbing up this table. They were 23rd, now the 16th. And, you know, the gap is closing, Luke. Yeah, but uh, games are also running out quickly. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably going nine or eight games left and the 16, yeah. 17 points off. It's it's obviously over for them. If yeah. It, well, if, yeah, basically it is anyway. You don't but, like a bit of excitement though, do you? No, it was, it was nice to dream for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Plain as that. Um, Carlisle has mentioned our fourth. Right, let's pick one more game and we're going to go for Doncaster nil. Northampton Town 2 um, this game got off bright and early goal from Pinnock in the second minute uh, and then the next goal came just to start of the second half by Sam Hoskins in the 52nd minute uh, this sees Northampton as I said earlier climb up to second they sit on 69 points in second place whilst Doncaster not as good season as they probably would have wanted this year uh, all the way down into 12th so talk me through your thoughts for this one Luke yeah, uh, a really important win for Northampton against a Doncaster side who are very inconsistent and in any other season would not be sitting in the top half of the league seeing as they are not great most no. of the time. Um, but again, a very important win for Northampton. Uh, Sam Hoskins now hitting 20 goals for the season, 20 goals and six assists, which is absolutely insane. Uh, before Northampton, he didn't really play for anyone to be, uh, for a long time anyway. Um, so it's good to see that he's stuck to one club and is now reaping the rewards really because well, reaping not reeking obviously um, <laughs> so it's, it's it's great to see Hoskins scoring loads of goals at the moment like he did last season I think well not as many obviously but uh, quite a few and well arguably Northampton should have got promoted last season but mm. a certain Bristol Rovers squad was it 7 against Scunthorpe Scunthorpe's 13 or something under 18 or something like that yeah yeah not a uh, big fan of Rovers, to be honest with you. I know you're not. I know you're not. Um, Sam Hoskins, 20 goals this year. 20 goals in 33 games, 6 assists. Uh, before this year, so in his whole career for Northampton, he's played 330 games. He's got 73 goals, meaning he got about 50 goals in 300 games for them before this season. Mm-hmm. So that just sort of shows how you know how influential he's been for Northampton this year, uh, who are on this major promotion charge. Um, Doncaster, on the other hand, as I mentioned, 12th. Recently relegated from League One last year. Their squad's not terrible either, so it could be seen as a surprise. If you're looking at defenders, they've got Roshan Williams, formerly of obviously Shrewsbury there, Luke, and then the Man United Academy. Uh, Tommy Rowe used to be at Bristol City. Midfielders, uh, I don't really recognise. Ben Close used to be at Portsmouth. And then up front, that's where that's up front's where I'm a bit more surprised. Uh, Kieran Agard, well-known League One striker. Uh, Lavery used to be at Crewe. George Miller, Barnsley, Luke Molyneux used to be a very good season last year at, uh, I want to say, Oldham. So it is a little bit of a surprise that they're here, but you know they need to make sure that they don't get stuck in this league. So next year they have to be within around those playoffs, otherwise, you know, they're in danger of becoming maybe a Walsall and being there for the next five six years. So 
we'll have to keep an eye on them. Uh, their run of form recently hasn't been great either. Uh, before this, it was a 2-0 loss to Harrogate. They did beat FC Wimbledon 2-1, but then they lost 3-1 to Salford, drew with Carlisle, what, Carlisle? Crawley 1-0, uh, and lost to Northampton 2-0. Uh, so we will have to keep an eye on them. Have you got anything else you want to add on this, Lou? Not really, I think we should get on with it, really. Get on with it, yeah. Uh, do you want to run us through the rest of the scores in League 2, then? Yes, yeah, so this was Saturday the 25th of March. Uh, start with Swindon 0, not Stockport County 1. Hartlepool 1, Leighton Orient 1, Grimsby 1, Walsall 1, Barrow 2, Wimbledon 1, Crew Bradford called off because of international call-ups, uh, mm. Stevenage 1, Salford 3, Crawley 2, Rochdale 0, Mansfield 0, Sutton United 0, Gillingham 1, Carlisle 0, Colchester 1, Tramier 1 and Doncaster 0, Northampton 2. Lovely stuff. Right, let's move on up to League 1 then. Uh few games a few games that stood out obviously a few games that didn't happen you know the likes of Oxford not playing but we'll start with one game as I said earlier we like goals we're going to go for the highest scoring game here Exeter 5 Acton Stanley nil. Uh, the goals in this game coming from uh, we have Dimitri Mitchell getting the first one in the 36th minute uh, Josh Key picking up one in the 49th minute Sam Nombe in the 54th minute uh, followed by James Scott in the 75th and Jay Stansfield in the 81st, making it 5-0. Uh, Exeter had a really good season, first season in League One in a while. Uh, and, you know They've sort of cemented just top of mid-table here in 11th, uh, currently on 49 points. Whilst Atkinson, that terrible run of form recently, picking up three or four losses in a row, sees them now drop into the relegation battle in 21st place on 35 points. Atkinson, do you think they're going down? Yeah, they looked a bit doomed at the moment, to be honest with you. Uh, getting red cards left, right and centre in the last yeah. few games. The goalkeeper's been sent off twice in the last three games that he's played, yeah. which is not, again, not not great for them. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's Obviously, Acrid Stanley have been punching above their weight in League One for the last five seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, so, this, day, well, this season is probably... Expected uh, on on the grounds of like how big their ground is, how many fans they have, mm-hmm. and how many fans, and basically just their squad at the moment. The squad is not a League One squad, I don't think. They're lacking any attacking threat, really. Um, you know, it's bad when a uh, 37 year old Sean Morley is probably one of their most uh, attacking threat at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot of a loss of accountability too. They've they've just been they've they've lost their heads in a few games, and um, the game against Exeter was another one. I mean, no red cards, but I think you can class it as a head loss when you get battered five nil by an Exeter team that did not really come into this game in any good form whatsoever. Um, their fans have been really underwhelmed with their recent form post like January February. So yeah, it's looking bad for Aquinton. Good for you though. Yeah, very good for me. Very, very, very good for me. Um, yeah, just to look at the last five, four or five games. Drew 1-0 with Charlton. Lost 3-1 to Portsmouth. 1-0 to MK Dons. Unbelievable. Uh, and then they lost 2-0 to Plymouth. And then this 5-0 to Exeter. That's a lot of goals hurting their goal difference, Staly. Uh, if we were to look at their team, like you said, you know they've got quite a big squad on paper, but there's no real quality in there. If you're looking through it, maybe Michael Nottingham, he sort of gets an argument. You know, been at Blackpool, Crew, Salford. You know, he's been around the table, and then other defender is 
Mohamed Sag Sangari, I think that's how you say it. Sangari, butchered that. Sorry, um, but he's from Newcastle's academy, and I've heard a lot. Sent, he got sent off last match too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot about him, but not really coming coming up with anything good here. Joe Pritchard's probably one of their star players, but injured. He can play left wing, right wing, uh, defense, centre back, midfield, strike. He'll play anywhere for them. Uh, and then, as you said, up from, I'm just trying to find something, some hope there, but. Sean Wally is Sean really Conville is usually quite reliable. Yeah, the start of the season was quite good too. Anyway, yeah, it's just it's it's not it's looking a bit grim at Accrington. Um, the other team in this side, the Exeter, we've spoken a lot about them, and I've been really impressed with them this season. I think the business that they did in League One, sorry, not League One, League Two last year, and probably a couple of years before, has helped build them to get to this point. You know, they signed Sam Nombe. Um, they signed what's his name, Giovanni Brown, obviously not playing at the moment. Uh, but, you know, their academy products as well. Aaron Collins is in there. Josh Key, Sweeney. You know, they've, they've given the young players a chance and it's working. And the good news about this, about them doing well this year is that player values will be increasing. So if, yeah. say, if one was to be sold, for example, Sam Nombe or Collins to the championship, they're going to get quite a big chunk of money for them now and for Exeter that is excellent news for helping them stay in this league yeah I don't think Giovanni Brown's price is going to go up anyway I don't think his price is going to go up either um, You know, so it'll be interesting to see what they can do I think bringing in Stansfield as well on loan from Fulham this year it's been really good yeah people said he was a class above uh, League One but I mean no. he's not really shown that no there's a I lot think... of like hype about him when he first came in because yeah. obviously his dad died whilst playing at Exeter and that's probably why he came to Exeter as it, as it was. Um, yeah. But he, for me, he's been a bit underwhelming. You think? Yeah. I think he, he's adding more than what his stats is showing. His yeah. stats are showing five goals, but you know he's played 30 games. There'll be a reason why Sam Nombe, for example, has picked up 14, 15 goals this year. Yeah, but like all the Fulham uh, fans were like, oh, he should have been probably been in our squad this season in the Premier oh, no, League. no, no, no. And no. I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, he hasn't shown anything near that, really. No. he's looked very underwhelming to me in my opinion no yeah I completely agree with that he's he's no he's nowhere near Premier League quality no. if you're looking at the player he reminds me of is Troy Parrott mm. a lot of hype around him doesn't really score a lot of goals but his work rate's pretty good so if you get what I mean so I think the next step for him will probably be either top end league one or lower end championship I can't see him you know for example going to a Watford next year and doing really well no, no, could I? Um, yeah, but you know, a lot extra, of extra of a whole have done really well this season. I mean, yeah. I know they've not been great recently, but I mean, eleventh place in League One after just coming up uh, and probably one of the favourites to go down at the start yeah. of the season um, is is great for them. We well, um, got to look at the likes of Forest Green as well this year, who are now bottom down pretty much. We, oh, speaking of Forest Green, should we go on to that very very surprising game? Yes. Yes, um, this game took place on Sunday the 26th. Forest Green Rovers won Sheffield Wednesday nil. Uh, the goal came from Jordan Garrick, obviously on loan from Swansea City. But Sheffield Wednesday were top of the league. Mm-hmm. They were top of the league, mm-hmm. but because they lost, they've now dropped to second. Uh, and Forest Green, as I just mentioned, bottom of the league, and they they drift from 23rd by four points. So this is an unbelievable win for Duncan Ferguson here. Um, Joe Garrick is obviously he's one of the star players since coming in from Swansea he's picked up four goals from this year which isn't bad for a team at the bottom of the league 
um, you know, struggling. But one player that is being highlighted at the moment very, very much by a lot of players is Charlie Savage. Um, obviously, Robbie Savage's son, on loan from Manchester United, came in during the winter period, played seven games for them, and he's been rated as one of their best players every game. I think there's too much hype around him at yeah. the moment. He missed a sitter in this game as well, I think. Yeah. Um, there's so much hype around him. Obviously, I mean, there's going to be a lot of excitement about it because obviously Man United Academy prospect and also the son of Robbie Savage. Yeah, Robbie Savage well. in the stands every week now. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a, a bit too much media attention to Forest Green as a whole. I mean, the, the, the bottom of the league of League One by a long distance because they're really bad. Duncan Ferguson, this is his first win since he came in, which is awful. I mean, it's mm. obviously tactical masterclass beating Sheffield Wednesday. But it's a Sheffield Wednesday side who did go 23 games unbeaten, so half the season unbeaten, and have just had a little bit... I think this is was the perfect time to play Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, They're having a little bit of a wobble. Obviously drew 1-1 to Bolton. They lost 4-2 to Barnsley, and now lost 1-0 to Forest Green. And their their automatic place is not cemented anymore. It's not, they're not definitely going up. No. Because... Ipswich are three points behind them um, on the same points too that's got to worry them I think it is now a four horse race for <coughs> automatics really and it is getting really exciting up there like a few weeks ago we didn't think we, we thought Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday were just going to be the two I didn't well, you didn't, I didn't. Um, we're going to go up again but you didn't predict that Sheffield Wednesday would ever wobble did you well no but we see it all the time where Teams, you know, they hit that first spot and then that's it. Their heads go. Their heads go. I don't know what it is. Uh, and that's what's happened with Sheffield Wednesday here, as you said, with the results. But Plymouth find themselves top. Sheffield Wednesday do have a game in hand. But I'm, I don't think it's over yet. I think Ipswich, they're right on the tails of Sheffield Wednesday here and also Plymouth now. It wouldn't surprise me if we did see a swap and change towards the end of the season. We've got nine games left. Nine games, give or take. Maybe eight games. So, you know, I would think that... Maybe, maybe Ipswich should come in. Yeah, Ipswich have looked unstoppable, really. And also, Barnsley have two games at hand on Plymouth. Uh, so, that, if they won both of them games, which they, they look like they probably would do, uh, they go two points behind Plymouth. So, it's definitely a four-way automatic uh, fight at the moment. And looking down at the playoffs as well, that's that's heating up too. And either well, even the League One, I think, at the moment, is probably the most exciting league in well, the four divisions, really, because you've got a massive fight for relegation you've got a massive fight for playoffs and you've got a massive fight for automatics um, not many teams doing nothing apart from like probably mm. the middle five or six teams which yeah. are completely out of it so probably Exeter to Cheltenham I'd say or fine and could probably put their feet up at the moment but the rest of the teams in the league have got something to fight for yeah yeah definitely we've, we've spoken about how League 2 is a massive sort of promotion race same as in the championship uh, and League One was more of a relegation battle, but it's nice to now see some excitement at the start, a start at the top of the league. Uh, I think the playoff race as well is still on. We'll talk about that quickly as well before we move on to one final game. Um, in the playoff race at the moment, we have Bolton in fifth on thir- 64 points, Derby in sixth on 64 points, and then just outside we have Peterborough, Wickham, Portsmouth, and I'll go down to Shrewsbury. Game in hand. <laughs> game in hand. Game in hand. Um, what what are your thoughts? My thoughts are Bolton and Derby might both 
bottle this. I've, I've looked yeah. at their games in the running and the games against some relegation candidates, but they'll be fighting for their lives. And some they play some teams around them too. And and the current run of form, Bolton and Derby will drop points to anybody half decent. Yeah. And I've, I've, we've obviously seen a massive drop off with Paul Warren in the past at Rotherham, but they still got automatic promotion. And I think it might be similar to Derby. I think Bolton and Derby are, are not safe at the moment. No. Especially as a run, Peterborough have gone on an amazing run um, at the moment. Even though they do get battered sometimes and they're not defensively like, stable in most of the games that they play. But that the game against Derby that we'll probably talk about in a bit um, was a really important one for Peterborough because yeah. it really put them on the t- coattails of uh, Derby and Bolton. They both sit on 64 points after 38 games. Uh, again, if, if big, big if, uh, Shrewsbury win the game in hand, uh, I think that's against Bristol Rovers because uh, the game was cancelled on Saturday due to three under-21 internationals not that's being able to annoying. play for Bristol Rovers. I know. Um, but they were able to play Aston Villa behind closed doors on the Friday. Um, yeah, did you see Peterborough play Tottenham as well? It was great, yeah, of course. That's Ducking the mighty shrews. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously Shrewsbury the last... There's probably like a 1% or 2% chance that we'll get in the playoffs. Yeah, but we do have a game in hand, and if we beat that, we're definitely in it six points behind uh, Bolton, and we have to play Bolton as well. Yeah, um, so that's going to be interesting. Portsmouth have looked that they've uh, rebounded since that Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday results, but oh, again, you'd probably expect that against the Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday team that are right at the top of the league. Yeah, um, Peterborough inconsistent too. It's, I think if they go a goal behind in the game, that's them done. But if they go ahead in the game, they can just keep piling the pressure and score a lot of goals like they have in the past against Lincoln and um, Burton as well. And yeah. again, if they go behind, like in the Ch- uh, Cheltenham game, where Alfie May was absolutely incredible, then they are not great. No, no. If we're going to look at uh, one more, sorry, one more, look at Derby, sorry, for example, here. Looking at their fixtures of the run in, Ipswich. Uh, then they play a few relegation teams Forest Green MK Dons Burton uh, but then they also have Sheffield Wednesday on the last day mm-hmm. and that's the game I'm worried about because this could be she- this could be for Sheffield Wednesday to get into the player sorry into the mm-hmm. automatics or and it could also be so on the same time be Derby for the playoffs that is the game that I am pinning all my hopes on if, if we're in the conversation on the last day of the season mm. because you'd back Sheffield Wednesday to, is, it, is it at Pride Park or is it at, at Hillsborough um, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. You'd know. I didn't know. I think it's it might be at Hillsborough. Yeah. Okay. So very much looking forward to the last day of the season. It's, it's going to be a really good day, a really exciting day. Because I mean, there's a load of teams that could go down, a load of teams that could get playoffs at the last minute, and also get automatics. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's, it's really exciting. To us, it's more exciting than last year, anyway. Yeah. Because last year, actually, no, no. To be fair. Last day of the season last year was quite exciting because I think four teams could do automatic promotion. Mm. Um, unfortunately, MK Dons didn't. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. Um, right, let's do one more game and we'll keep on the theme of the two teams we were just talking about there. Uh, Peaceburg United to Derby County nil. Uh, goals in this game came from the non-league superstar that they seem to pick up at the moment. That's Mason Clark getting a goal in the 52nd minute. Uh, and then on loan left back Nathaniel Ogbetta 
you know a lot Latin, don't you? Yeah, I love him. Um, scored in the 83rd minute for Peterborough to make it 2-0. Uh, and as we mentioned there, this just puts a point between Derby and Peterborough. Um, right, we'll move on to one more game so we can talk about something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be looking for... I'm trying not to do the Dons game. Trying not to do the Dons well, game. No, let's talk about let's do, Dons. let's do the Dons game. Um, you've won three in a row against yes. other relegation candidates. You must be feeling like the best time ever this season. Yes, you know, sat here, what was it now, one, two weeks ago, we had these three games on paper. We had Cambridge, Acton and Morecambe. We were sat 23rd and I said, if we don't get nine points, we're relegated. Mm-hmm. We've got nine points. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited by that. Beating Cambridge, what, it was three 1-0 wins. Uh, the Cambridge game was a delightful free kick. Probably should have drawn that one. Because uh, a goal was ruled off for offside, even though the player that was ruled off offside had no interference with play whatsoever. Uh, Accrington, uh, again, just a standard 1-0. Solid Kai Kai scored in the first eight minutes. Great goal. Uh, sat back, won the game. Uh, and then Morecambe was more the same. Scored in the 57th minute. Jonathan Lecco back from suspension. Yeah. So You've done exactly what I told you to do in about January time. Yes. Um, which is become defensive. Well, defence first, basically. Yeah. Keep a clean sheet. Change to five at the back. Yeah, exactly. And Dean Newington's back. He's yeah. been back the last three games that we've won. Yeah, well, obviously it's defence first. Keep a clean sheet, you're not going to lose a game, are you? No. And that was probably the main aim in all three of these games, not to lose a game. Because if you lose any of these games, you're in big trouble. But what I'm like to see as well is we've, we're retaining the ball, but he's, he's dropped the possession, the manager there. Mm-hmm. So before these three games and people who know anything about Dons, it's been 70% possession, nothing happening. Um, the last few games it's been around 40 to 50% possession but this last game for example we had 15 shots which is more than we've had in the past few games and that's got to be one of the main reasons for why sitting back and hitting on the counter suits some certain players in your team obviously Jonathan Lecco definitely he's he's incredible on the break and Soli Kaikai as well Soli Kaikai as well oh I sir oh yeah I was about to say yeah you've got three players there who want a pretty pacey on the day and can score goals. We've seen yeah. it with the Kai Kai in the past. We've seen it with Jonathan Lecco in the past. We've also seen it in the other one. Um, My eyes, sir. I forgot his name. Yeah, he's been injured most of the season as well. Hasn't he? Yeah, yes, yes. But he's come back in good form. He's come back at the right time, really. It was a crucial three games to you, and I think you probably will stay up now. Seeing yeah. as, I mean, if you look at the bottom, just quickly, Accrington don't look like they have any fight left. No, Morecambe can't score any goals, and probably do not look like they have any fight either. Mm. My only worry is is that you know you're looking in there you're looking at say t- look at Burton for example a few weeks ago yeah we were saying no fight Floyd Hasselbank at the start of the year was saying no fight changed the manager to uh, Dino Manria yeah and um, he, yeah right they've got a few points to get out there because they've strung a few performances together yeah looking at Don's for example we've won three in the row we're now four points to go to the relegation zone so if we were to then go and lose five and say Morgan did the same thing. It, it's not over it's too close at the moment for to say this is the bottom four if we quickly look at Oxford at the yeah. moment they had the big worry for me because obviously on paper they probably have like a top eight budget yeah um, this season they've really underperformed but like Milton Keynes really yeah um, well they're doing even worse uh, I, when was the last game that they won was it it must have been at the start the start of the year uh, oh, it was the 21st of January oh, that was against Switch. Yeah. Oh, but that was a game that was really foggy and probably should have got called off. Yes. Um, they've um, another point is that they've just brought in Liam Manning. To yeah. Trying to stay away from MK Donzi, but yeah, he but was tr- at Don's. Put, 
I think it's probably the wrong appointment. Yes. Um, because we're in a relegation battle. If they stayed up this season, then maybe next season appoint him. Because obviously he can build the squad. Well, well, he can inherit his, a squad. His successor, MK Dons, was he inherited the, the Russell Martin squad. Obviously did really well last year. Didn't quite get over the line. This year tried to build something. Yeah. Bought in a few of his old West Ham Academy players. Dan Kent, Nathan Holland. They can't get in the team at the moment. Dan Kent's yeah. in a Hartlepool alone. When everything's going in Manning's way, he's a good manager. Yeah. I, I don't think it, when he faces any adversity whatsoever, he's, he's, he's crap, really. Yeah. He's not great. So, well, you got you got to think about when he was Don's in a similar position. Say there's some, there are quite a similar style of squad. Mm-hmm. He couldn't turn Don's around. So how's he going to be able to go into Oxford when all the players are already down? You've got ten games. You need to you're two points out of the relegation zone. Yeah, and like the run of fixtures as well is not quite friendly. You, you're talking in the next oh, few yeah, games. That's, that's bad. That's really bad. Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday. Port Vale are in there, but I bet Port Vale to beat them. Uh, Bolton, Portsmouth, Barnsley, Is and then Everton the last day of the season. Everton oh and Forest Green and Cheltenham last three. So Everton last game of the season. Whoever yeah. wins that will probably stay up. Yeah, that's mad. That is so. I, I didn't it's know silly. That it's silly. So I think we have to keep an eye on them. Um, right, we'll leave League One there. One more thing before we go is Luke. Mm-hmm. You went to Italy. Oh, I did yeah. Oh, yeah. some football games in Italy. How was yeah, it? It was great. Atmosphere there is like so much better than in the UK. Yeah. Obviously, they're allowed to bring pyros in. Um, they're allowed to drink in the stadium, like on yeah. the terraces and stuff. Allowed to smoke weed too. Right. Okay. Uh, um, I didn't know that until we were walking home. Uh, yeah. well, walking to the station on the on the way back. Just Google it. Is weed legal? It, on, it is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, not well. I think it is legal. You know, there were vending machines with weed on. Um, right. So yeah. Let's talk about the football. The, the football. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Atalanta two. Empoli. Empoli one. Mm. Empoli were winning for most of the match. Uh, and Atalanta scored with Darun. We heard of him. No. No. Okay. And oh, what's his name? He scored a hat trick for Denmark just in the, or Norway in the Hoyland. Hoyland, not Haaland. No, Hoyland. Oh, I, I think it's Denmark, anyway. He's got a hat-trick um, and in the internationals, too. He's, he's got a really nice header. Yeah. Uh, well, though, it wasn't a header. The first goal was a header. His uh, was just a bit of a tap-in. But yeah, I think he's like 20. Big mm-hmm. Man United fan as well, so I think he's probably got a future there uh, if he wants to move in a couple of years. People are touting him as the next Haaland Um and he looks the real deal at the moment, uh, especially scoring three for Denmark in internationals. Yeah. And then we went on to watch uh, Torino versus Napoli, 4 0 Napoli. Uh, it's basically Ossiman doing what Ossiman does. Uh, two headers, one from the corner inside 10 minutes. And then he, f- oh, he scored the third goal, I think, uh, which was another header at the back mm. post. He's basically really good with his head. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the Premier League next season, um, at one of the top four clubs. I think Chelsea might be after him. Um, Man United are after him. Man City apparently have been touted to be after him. But why would you want yeah. to have? Why do you have Austin men and Holland up front? I don't really get that. Um, Somebody's got to sit on the bench. Yeah, uh, there's Torino fans were, like jumping up and down and like sort yeah. of chanting like at four nil down in like the 80th minute. Like if you're in in England, they'd all have gone home. Yeah, I'd have gone home. Yeah. Like why? Why would you sit and watch your? Well, it's been like the Newcastle or, fans at the Man United game, Wembley, waving the flags in the last two minutes. Yeah, I don't, like why would you waste your time? I mean, I know you're supporting the team, but why, why would you, 
I mean, if you're getting embarrassed and the, the team are not up for it and the team don't look like they're putting any effort into yeah. it whatsoever why would you stay and support them okay. Um, okay. but Torino did have their chances their, their strikers were awful basically yeah. they had a few like 0.8 xg chances probably something like that okay. and they missed yeah, is that a fact is that a no probably not but they hit the post at, at about like a metre out so yeah yeah but yeah overall great Napoli ultras are mad uh I don't really want to run into them on a on a dog alleyway. Anyway, okay. Napoli Ultra. I've got one question for you then. Yeah. What food are we talking in the stadiums? Because obviously England's pies, hot dogs. Is it the same or is it different? It's like sauce, sausage. No, not sausage rolls. It's uh, hot dogs. Hot dogs. I uh, get a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, I think there's popcorn as well. That's a, that's a nice addition. Yeah. There's no pies. I don't think. No. We didn't really have any food in the stadium because we just. Eaten at McDonald's before on the last on the second game, and, that's fair, that's fair. and also um, we had a really nice pizza. Yeah, in, in Bergamo on the first day. McDonald's in Italy is different too. Yeah, they're different. I had a double there. chicken bacon uh, barbecue burger, and that was on the same menu for like two euros. It was, mm. it was it was great. That's called glocalization. Bit of geography there for you, mate. Um, right, right. That sort of wraps us up nicely. Here. It's been a bit of a surprise show. Uh, obviously, this show's slightly shorter than. Uh, our usual live show because this is the podcast hour or 40 minutes as we do um we've covered championship oh, not championship league one and league two looking at the games uh please do tune in on friday six till seven right here uh where we will talk about the fixtures of the weekend we will talk a bit more about the championship maybe have a surprise guest who knows who knows too early to tell at the moment uh, anything else you want to add lukey yeah, we'll probably get a couple of people on, maybe. Mm. Surprise um, guests, surprise guests. Surprise guests, so we don't, won't mention the names because we don't know if they can come on yet. Yeah, well, that, that's my job to figure out who can come on between now and then. Uh, please do head over to our Instagram account, EFL at URN, where you can see Luke's trip to Italy, the Torino Stadium and the Atalanta Stadium. Uh, that's also available on TikTok, same account, EFL at URN. And we do have a Twitter. on TikTok. It's on TikTok. Oh, nice. It is on TikTok. Um, also, uh, this episode and all of our other episodes are on Spotify. That is URN Sports. So please do go over and give them a listen. Uh, but yes, the time now is 12.41, I suggest. So I'm going to go have some lunch. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Daytime show. Uh, so we'll keep it upbeat, seeing as it's Tuesday, with a nice upbeat song. Mm-hmm.